Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Betting Across America right here on VSIN, presented by MGM Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next six hours. We've got you covered. We've got a busy college football day of games to get to, and we're going to talk a little horse racing as well. Uh, with the, the breeders going on this weekend. Yeah, out at Del Mar, and uh, we'll get Ron Flatter on to discuss that a couple times uh, over the course of this program. Talk about the card today, the controversy that ended the Breeders' yeah. Cup yesterday. We will get in further to that and give have Ron give an explanation, because if you're a casual viewer of horse racing, you are more than likely very confused. Yeah, we're going to have Ron on. We're going to have Matt Hayes on in this hour talking some Heisman Trophy, Jimmy Ott, Mike Peranio. Uh, Ron will join us again, as you mentioned, later on in this program. Scott Seidenberg, of course, and Dave Miller talking Heisman voting as well. So a lot of college football mixing with some horse racing here to get to. We already have one game underway, and the Commanders-in-Chief trophy is on the line today as Army takes on Air Force as a Marine. This is one of the few days of the year that we can root for Air Force to beat Army. Right, and uh, Army now in Air Force territory by the way, with the Service Academy game, of course, you're always going to get a low total. More often than not, these games go under. 37.5 was the closer at BetMGM. Uh, Flyboys uh, were 2.5-point favorites to start here. But Army now in Air Force territory. This did just kick off a half hour ago, so we are already underway. So uh, no score yet on the board for the Commander-in-Chief stroke. Yeah, kicked off a half hour ago. It feels like it's already in the fourth quarter. But it is scoreless <laughs> These right games now. will go fast. They go because, by very fast. Well, both these teams run the exact same offense pretty much much with the triple option so 
not going to get a lot of stoppages in clock. No, absolutely not. And, of course, because football season is here, it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So... We'll see if Army can get on the board as they are deep into Air Force territory. Again, that's the only game that has already kicked off for the day. But, Wes, I do want to get your general view of today's games in the big slate uh, on tap that we have today. What's the game that you think has the most prominence and importance, maybe from a college football playoff standing or maybe from a betting aspect? I think it's Michigan State and Purdue in the afternoon window here just because, look, Michigan State, a very small favorite. Now they are in the top four of the college football playoff off that big win over Michigan. Mm-hmm. And and I do like Purdue in the spot at plus three, but I think that's certainly the most competitive. And look, this is the first college football Saturday where we are going to have now we have the rankings. Right. So now everybody kind of knows where they stand a little bit. Uh, Cincinnati is going to play later this afternoon. They're a big favorite over Tulsa. Ohio State's going to get underway in this early window. They got a few guys out due to suspensions, including Garrett Wilson. That's why you saw this drop, I think, a little bit to 14 before kickoff. And then Georgia, number one, they're getting Missouri here as 40-point favorites here Ooh. at BetMGM, 40-and-a-half, some other places. Missouri has some suspensions. Also, Georgia has a couple suspensions. How much sense of urgency is there for Georgia? Knowing you're a consensus number one and you've got you know somebody that you're a huge favorite over, is it kind of like a get-through-it game, just don't get anybody hurt? So a lot of teams in action today that are big favorites, and I think it's priced in. We're going to see how priced in the market it is in terms of this quote-unquote style points factor. And I do think that that matters, and I think you're right on there that they're going to jockey for position. Talking about the Breeders' Cup, I mean, it is some horse racing analogies here because I do think teams are going to start looking, oh, you have me Cincinnati 6. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll show the committee today against Tulsa as we lay that 22.5. So I do think you have to wave, kind of put that factoring into your logic before you make some of these plays today. It will be interesting to see Ohio State today with those suspensions and whether or not they really try to put up style points against Nebraska here. So we'll find out about those in the early slate today. Let's get to some of our heart and smart plays of the day. And I think, uh-oh, I've been told by our producer, Jacob Roach, that we go head-to-head. Mm-hmm. I don't like going head-to-head with you, Wes, because normally it's like in 48 hours when Billy Bear stands up and Eddie Murphy says, you're going to lose, Billy Bear. I feel like Billy Bear. So let's get to your smart and heart plays for the day. Let's start off with yeah, with your head. Yeah, and uh, where I went with the smart plays, and, and I have Liberty plus 10, it's going to close substantially less. And really, th- you know, this is kind of a, an interesting storyline, at least early, as they just got kicked off in Oxford, simply because it is Hugh Freeze coming back to Oxford, Mississippi. It did not end well for Hugh Freeze nope. there in Oxford, Mississippi. We know Matt Corral's been battling an ankle injury, the quarterback for Ole Miss and the Heisman candidate. Now he is going to play today. I took 10. This did close 7.5 at BetMGM, so there is some love for Liberty, which always it worries me a little bit when there's so much love on this underdog, but... Liberty is one I went with. I went with Nebraska at 15. It's going to close 14. That line really didn't move all week, despite the fact that Ohio State got put at five behind Oregon and the college football playoff. I know Oregon won head-to-head, but no bookmaker would make 
Oregon a no. favorite over Ohio State. I don't think anybody would. So I still think they're the better team, even though they lost head-to-head. But the line didn't move. Garrett Wilson is suspended for Ohio State. He's the most notable one. And when you go on the road, you only take 70 players with mm-hmm. you. And Ohio State's got about close to a dozen player out. So I think that could very well hurt their depth a little bit. So I went ahead with Nebraska. Purdue, I mentioned, plus three. I've liked them all week. Also, Washington, plus seven at home against Oregon. That is a late window game or an evening game tonight. Oregon, number four in the college football playoff. Line has moved up to seven, but this Washington defense is good. I'm also on the total. I didn't give it out here this morning because I was under 51, and now it's about 48 pretty much across the board. So those were my uh, brain plays. Well, I I don't like it because, again, as I mentioned, we're going head-to-head. I did take Ohio State, and this was kind of because I thought they were lackluster a little bit last week. Against Penn State, obviously did not cover that big number a week ago. Not that it's really going to factor in that much when you're talking about style points here for Ohio State. But I do think they want to kind of put on one of those committee-like performances to say, just in case those Oregon people are out there and they really think that they're better than us because they did be at the shoe earlier this year, let's go put a number on Scott Frost and company despite the suspensions, show how deep we are as a roster, and get this thing done by more than 15, which was the line before it dropped down to 14. And then I do like Wake Forest and UNC to get over that posted total of 77.5 today. And the only reason why I like that there is I just don't see any defense being played here. I do think it's a shootout with Sam Howell at home. It might be a showcase game for North Carolina, ironically, with Wake Forest ranked in the top 10. So offense is on display all day at Chapel Hill today. So I am going to risk it and go over that huge number of 77 and a half. Yeah, and that was my my hard play. I kind of lean a little bit to the under here just simply because, look, I know what they scored last year. They scored 8,000 points last right. year. So it's like, ah, oh, they're going to go ahead and do it again. And, and I'm not so sure. It might be some nerves now that Wake Forest is in the top 10 in terms of being in the college football playoff. And now all of a sudden, and you've got Carolina actually is the unranked favorite here, but Carolina comes off a game against Notre Dame. Teams usually have not covered in that role so far this season. So, you know, maybe a little bit of a shaky start here as they're just getting underway uh, in uh, Chapel Hill. Looks like a ball was popped loose here, and Wake Forest may have it. Maybe a knee down to save Carolina. We'll see. And it looks like it looks like Offense Carolina. staying on the field. Yeah, they're going to stay on the field there. And again, Georgia and Missouri just getting underway. We do have an early score down there at the Grove. Ole Miss is up 7-0 on Liberty. And again, uh, no score. A missed field goal for Army. So that uh, over-under of 37 and a half. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be going to the end of the first quarter. Just like that. Already the end of the first quarter there uh, in that Service Academy game here. Air Force and Army still scoreless. One of my smart uh, heart plays of the day, it's it's not so much against your alma mater here, Wes, is pro Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. So after the, the just heartbreaking loss at Sparty last week, right, I don't want this season to go by the wayside. As many Michigan seasons seem to go by the wayside, after they have a loss in a game that I think they think they should have won. So if Jim Harbaugh can really right the ship today, lay that big number against Indiana, 20 and a half right now, I don't love the play, but this is one of those heart plays where I want Michigan to regroup, refocus, so we get that big-time game against, uh, against Ohio State here later on at Thanksgiving, and that game still has a meaning and Michigan doesn't just let the season slip into the ether. Well, I'm not on either side, and I knew that this line was going to go up. Indiana, 
two and six, pretty much has to win out to be bowl eligible. That is not likely. I think they're kind of resigned to their fate here, considering they haven't won in Ann Arbor since like 1964. And uh, look, they beat in, uh, they beat Michigan pretty good last year in Bloomington, a pretty convincing victory. So, you know, Michigan, that Harbaugh revenge tour, if you want to say it. And look, he, he beats up on the teams that aren't ranked. It's really the record against ranked opponents that have been a problem for Jim Harbaugh. But Indiana going with a true freshman quarterback in his second start, that is Donovan McCollum offensive line is not very good so you worry even though they did put up 35 against Maryland I don't see them doing that against Michigan today no absolutely not and very quick we're, we're seeing here that the, uh, the the most bet game today is Michigan State and Purdue one that you mentioned here for the early uh, that might have the most national importance of the day and the most tickets being bet Sparty weighing the three on the road that doesn't surprise me right Michigan State almost feels like they become a public team. How has this happened? They are a very public team. Look, well, they won in a high-profile matchup against Michigan and yeah. came all the way back, and now you've got a Heisman candidate and Kenneth Walker, who I believe went down to 5-1 to one as we were on the air last week. I just went basically not only the spot, but I've got the better uh, the better defense as an underdog. Purdue is 17th in total defense. You look at Michigan State. 101st in total defense, and especially in passing yards allowed, 127th. We know what Purdue is going to do. Purdue is not a very good rushing offense, one of the worst in the country in all of FBS. So they're going to throw the ball, and I think they're going to get opportunities down the field to throw the ball on Michigan State, whereas Michigan State's probably going to run pretty well on Purdue like Wisconsin did a couple weeks ago. But Getting getting points at home with the better defense, I will take that more often than not. All right, let's see how that one plays out. It should be obviously huge importance there for Michigan State to try to avoid that upset on the road today. All right, we've got scores and updates coming up. Of course, we will catch up with Ron Flatter in just a little bit, talking more about the Breeders' Cup. But when we come back, two Big Ten Heisman hopefuls, then moving up the board this week. I wonder if, you, if it's time to buy a ticket on one of them. Let's come back and discuss right here, betting across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available at VEASAN.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Head to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Okay, back here at Betting Cross America, Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds. We've got some games underway. Not a lot of scoring underway. Army... Missed a field goal against Air Force scoreless in the second quarter in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Need all those points? Right now they're being held to three, Wake Forest, with an early field goal attempt. Yeah, Wake had first and goal at the one. Got some penalties, took a sack here, so they will try to get the first three on the board. Illinois, big underdog, uh, 14 and a half at Minnesota, but now leading 7 nothing early on. So now Minnesota minus 6.5 at BetMGM. 47 and a half on the total. Mizzou and Georgia still no score. Keep in mind, Missouri was about a 40-point underdog. <laughs> Connor Basilek, the quarterback, is out. Missouri's got a fair share out. Georgia's also had a couple players with off-the-field issues. So we'll see what the sense of urgency is for Georgia. Nebraska had position to get the uh, first three points. Chase Contreras misses a 45-yard field goal. Buckeyes going to take over already six minutes into that game. Buckeyes minus 12 and a half, 61 and a half your total at BetMGM. Liberty took a delay of game on a 54-yard field goal. They have to go ahead and punt. Ole Miss has the early lead, 7-0 on Liberty. Ole Miss minus 13 and a half, 69 and a half the current total. And Wake Forest does get that three, but when you're trying to get to 78, you go, oh, man, you had first and goal at the one. Yeah, at least at three. least uh, uh, time is on your side. Time is on my <laughs> side in honor of the uh, Rolling Stones being at Allegiant Stadium. Which uh, I believe you'll be attending. Tonight. I will be in attendance tonight. Will I know- you? Tomorrow when we have our, our seven-hour NFL extravaganza, <laughs> how will your voice be? 
Hey, it'll will be, be fine. Will you be singing to, to mix it, it? It'll be fine. I will be uh, dropping random uh, Rolling Stone song lyrics throughout the show. It's like we. If, it's like if we were a local show, we could do like a radio yeah. contest. Like, who is the mystery artist? You know, where you don't. <laughs> now I've already I've given it away anyway. If we right. were to do that, but still, I can't wait to hear what you drop tomorrow during the show. So you better watch us tomorrow on the Green Zone. Let's talk about some Heisman Trophy contenders here in the Big Twelve. Uh, excuse me, in the Big Ten. And let's start off with Ohio State. They get the ball right now for the first time uh, as they is still scoreless against Nebraska. C.J. Stroud, all of a sudden, at plus 450 here, and you see the numbers on the board, 23-3 and with the TDs to the INTs. It's almost weird when you look QBR is really good. Everything looks good. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much people really get into, when I say people, I mean Heisman voters, get into the minutia of the numbers themselves. Or if it's more this perception of who's the best player and the best team. Right? So, obviously, when we talk about Kenneth Walker the third, and you look at his odds at plus 500, the running back position for Sparty, and the 14 touchdowns, and the almost 1,200 yards, and the averages, all that stuff is great. They're all great. Mm-hmm. But does it really get down to that? Are people really looking at these numbers maybe as much as we do? I, I'm really not sure if the voters are necessarily, because I think it's kind of like understood that when you're the Ohio State, Univer- or the Ohio State hey. University quarterback, that you are going to put up the big numbers. And, you know, same with Alabama, what we saw with Mac Jones last year. And, of course, Bryce Young, still the current favorite at plus 190, and first on the board and then Corral right behind him. But Stroud has kind of been gradually cut. It hasn't been like a real huge slash because, number one, he was lower priced anyway. But it hasn't been like Kenneth Walker where, like, well, we were on the air last week and he was like 16 or 18 to 1, then he got cut to 12. Then he got cut to six. Then he got cut to five. Yeah. Whereas Stroud, you know, last couple of weeks we've been here, been about six, seven, eight to one, kind of gradually up there on the board because Ohio State obviously is going to stay, you would think, in the crux of the college football playoff race. Right. And they put up big numbers offensively. Look, they're scoring 50 points all the time. Last week they were a little bit down, even though his numbers were very solid. They were. You know, only scored 33, only scored 33 on Penn State, but that is uh, – <laughs> Well below their average, shall we say. So that's why you're seeing Stroud, I think, at 450. Kenneth Walker's obviously been the big mover at 5-1. to one. That's probably, I'm guessing, unless he just becomes a favorite, there isn't much room for Kenneth Walker necessarily to drop in that Heisman race. And he's got Purdue this afternoon. And this is a Purdue defense that's not like a really what I would call bad rush defense. Right. But we did see them two weeks ago against Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, and I think that was partially because Wisconsin, that's kind of like their identity. They don't want that quarterback to turn it over. So they went ahead and ran at 51 out of 59 total offensive plays for about 290 yards. And we know that's what Wisconsin does, run the football, big offensive line, can get you some big chunks of yardage. So that's what they did. So that's why Purdue's rushing defense is 54th nationally. But it's respectable. 139. Now, can Kenneth Walker duplicate what he did last weekend? Because Purdue's passing defense is a little bit better. They're 17th in total defense. They've got guys that can get pressure on the quarterback. So, uh, Peyton Thorne's going to have to be watching out for George Karloftis and those guys up front for Purdue. But Kenneth Walker, I think now the price has been cut. And I remember tweeting that out during the show. And this was early in the game. It was. Before he had the five touchdowns, I was like, you know, Kenneth Walker, 16-1, to 1, and we mentioned it on the air. You know, you might want to grab that now at BetMGM just to have at least some value in your pocket. And now 
it's five to one if you want to go back for seconds. I'm not saying that they are adjusting the odds based on what you say during the show, but that was a precipitous move. We're not saying, just saying. Just saying, but it just did saying. move dramatically after we kind of made those points in-game and we saw it move twice to your point here. I do wonder, though, now, it, does it have to be the Ohio State game for Kenneth Walker? Does, is that the game against Stroud? If he looks mm-hmm. like the better player head-to-head, how much will that matchup eventually mean for Heisman voters when they get to that Michigan State-Ohio State game? I think it's going to be very big, really, for both of these guys because that's going to be a marquee game. Now, it's going to be a marquee game anyway, even if these teams stub their toes a little bit. But right. Michigan State, of course, has Purdue-Ohio State now in action against Nebraska. They are just outside the Cornhusker red zone. And then Michigan State does have Maryland coming home. They're going to be a sizable favorite. You would expect they would win. Ohio State has the aforementioned Purdue coming in. So... So they're going to be they're going to be favored in pretty much every game. And uh, speaking of that, we may have a turnover. I think we the, do. Uh, the zebras are going to go ahead and do that. They are going to rule it a catch. I believe C.J. Stroud on the run has thrown an interception. Probably going to look at that upstairs, but it looks like Nebraska has turned the Buckeyes away. It's interesting because I was just going to say, uh, does it really matter what C.J. Stroud and what Kenneth Walker do up until that game? And I guess it does. If they if Stroud is a real clunker today, right? We're mm-hmm. just extrapolating here. You would think, all right, maybe they go, ooh, remember that Nebraska game, right? If Kenneth Walker gets really stuffed today by Purdue, maybe they do go back and go remember. But it does feel like that one game, head-to-head, if they're the two you know, favorite and co-favorite, if you will, mm-hmm. that's going to go a long way in the viewers' minds and the voters' minds to say, I watched those two play on the same Saturday, on the same football field, and who was the better player? When you look at the numbers and when you look at you break it down, you kind of go, yeah, it looks like if their numbers are relatively even from the quarterback and running back position, aesthetically, who was better on that Saturday? Right, and I also bring up this point, and I've brought it up several weeks here on this very program, is that is C.J. Stroud going to get the benefit of the doubt? Because we know that he's obviously a very good quarterback and has put up outstanding numbers, but he's also in a very outstanding offense year after year, and that was kind of the Mac Jones factor that I brought up from last year. It's like he was the Alabama quarterback, and it's like Alabama had had Hurts and they had had Tua, where all of a sudden they've got these guys putting up these big numbers where just like, hey, he's just a plug-and-play guy, you know, and didn't really get rewarded for the fact that he was a three-star guy and not the usual four- and five-star guy at Alabama and still doing it and putting up those numbers. So, you know, you wonder if that's going to work against C.J. Stroud because Ohio State, they've got so many weapons offensively at running back, at receiver, at tight end, and they've got really good coaching too. Obviously, Ryan Day is an excellent head coach. Kevin Wilson, the former Indiana University head coach, Kevin's a really good offensive mind and a really good play designer and had been an excellent offensive coordinator everywhere he went, and Indiana's offenses were good there. Mm -hmm. Defenses, not so much, but I digress. So (laughs) you look and... Is C.J. Stroud going to get the benefit of the doubt when you've got a Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Trevion Henderson, Master Teague? You go all across the board. you got right. five stars on the offensive line. So Kenneth Walker, I think, maybe because Michigan State wasn't expected to be what they are so far this year. So it's almost like a lot of the voters will be like, you know what, let's give it to this kid because he came totally off Didn't the radar. He was a graduate transfer from Wake Forest, and – you know, now he's putting up these numbers here. So 
Walker, I don't think you're going to see much more movement downward on Stroud. And then plus you also have Corral ahead of him at 275. Notice that line hadn't moved at all. At all. Because then I don't think it's going to drift forward upwards because that's where the liability, at least early in the season, is. But I almost think Corral's Heisman candidacy is uh, kind of hanging by a thread right now. I tend to agree with you. It looks like that interception stood. So Nebraska turns away Ohio State. And Mizzou on the board against Georgia. How about Georgia? that? How about the Tigers? The I, I took the 40. Wow. Because, look, I think Georgia, they're in the easy part of their schedule where they don't really have anybody. They have to go to Tennessee next week. But this should be a November to remember for Georgia because they should get four wins and be ready for that SEC championship against Alabama. You know Mizzou is, at least knows they're up against it and are going to get an effort and maybe a little flat spot for Georgia here. Uh, so far, they look very flat. We'll see if that continues when we come back. More on Sparty. Laying that three at Purdue. Which side should you be on? Because there's a lot of uh, differing opinions on that game. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Visa the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Right now, new customers have the chance to win 200 bucks in free bets when they place a $10 money line wager on Kamar Usman, the champ, to win his fight on Saturday night. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Get ready to start turning knockouts into payouts. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VSIN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if Usman, the champ, wins. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subjected to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued on non-withdrawable free bets or side credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America. I am still waiting for points in the Commander-in-Chief trophy game between Air Force and Army. We need more Marines out there, and right now it is still scoreless in that game as we wait for points there. North Carolina, 7-3 over Wake Forest. You mentioned this, maybe Wake. Not over their skis here, but they are a top 10 team in the country, and right now struggling a little bit against Carolina. Yeah, they are getting into the red zone here, and they're going to be just short, so it's going to be third and short, already 7-3. Uh, uh, some very good uniform looks, by the way, uh, early, yes. Dave. I yes, like yes. North Carolina with, with the dark blue and then the Carolina blue lettering, and then also Mizzou going back to the Larry Smith Norm Stewart and basketball era of the 1980s with their their logos. Three nothing Mizzou. Georgia minus 31 and a half, 52 and a half on the total. Also, Liberty uh, had a second chance to line up for a field goal. They do miss it. Liberty is moving the ball, they are. but on third down, the offensive line is getting eaten up. Malik Willis did take a sack there, so Ole Miss takes over. Three minutes left to go. Seven nothing Rebels minus 14 and a half, 62 and a half on the total. And as I mentioned, that Wake Forest does scamper into the end zone, so St- Sam Hartman. Uh, gets that done, and right now Wake Forest goes up 9-3. to Very quickly, just on Wake, we've talked about them through the weeks here on Betting Across America, and I, I don't know what to make of them when you talk about an undefeated, powerful, like, I get it. It's Wake Forest, right? This isn't Tim Duncan, and this isn't basketball, mm-hmm. and 
right? You don't think of Wake Forest as a football They may school. score as much as Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress today based on this base <laughs> now. Lining up for an extra point, it is good. 10-7, to 7, Wake Forest, 646 left to go in the first quarter. I guess what I'm going to ask you, Wes, and this is going to sound like football sacrilege. Is there a scenario that Wake Forest gets into the college football playoff? Can, can, you, can you pave me a way for the Demon Deacons to say, yeah, we're undefeated. Like Cincinnati's making this claim, and mm-hmm. their two wins are going to be against two, mm-hmm. Indiana and Notre Dame. Wake Forest is going to say, we ran the table in the ACC. It's not our fault that Clemson sucks. So what about us if we win the ACC? Boy, if I gotta pave you away, it's a very circuitous route. There's a lot of <laughs> lot of traffic a lot cones, of turns. a lot of road closures, and and you know trying to negotiate the traffic here because they're gonna need a lot of help yes. simply because they're just not gonna have that signature win because nobody really in the ACC is an elite team. Obviously, Clemson, the the, the Clemson Invitational was basically what the ACC has been the last several yeah. years, and Clemson is just not the team that they were. So. You're going to need a lot of these teams. Work. Look, Cincinnati's at number six, and they're going to need a lot of help. Uh, right. They're going to need, you know, what everybody's going to need is everybody's going to need Alabama to get a second loss. And even does a second loss I, keep that, Alabama out of it? That's exactly what I wanted to say. So undefeated Wake Forest wins the ACC. Two-loss Alabama. Mm-hmm. Is the committee going to take Wake Forest over two loss Alabama? Like even that scenario, I don't. I don't know because Alabama at least is going to have more quality wins. They're going to have wins over Florida. They're going to have wins over Ole Miss. They're going to have wins over Mississippi State. Win over Tennessee. So this team and potentially Auburn, unless Auburn gets them in the Iron Bowl, Alabama is going to have so many quality wins that I think they're going to get rewarded for that. And look, and and none of them are really non-conference wins. Their best non-conference win was Miami, who's a five. 500 team right now so you're not gonna i mean I, that's where i think you're gonna need a lot of help for these wake forests and these cincinnati's a little bit cincinnati maybe a little less help but look they're gonna need oregon to lose again right if that's a possibility because oregon's one loss against stanford Looks is awful really now. looking like a bad loss after what we saw last night mm. what utah did to him where it was like 400 plus yards in the first after like 20 something for stanford i may be off by a few yards but nevertheless <laughs> uh you're just going to have these teams having to lose because I got to think the Big Ten champion, whatever, whoever emerges out of Ohio State, Michigan State, and 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 even throwing Michigan because maybe they can they beat Ohio State finally and Harbaugh gets his first win against the Buckeyes. But one of those teams you got to think is going to emerge right. and going to be in that top four. You still have Oklahoma down there in eighth, where everybody was kind of. I was kind of shocked that they were ranked that low. It's probably a fair ranking when you look at it, but Oklahoma is going to have that opportunity to really play their way in. They're going to get a shot at Baylor next week. They're going to get Iowa State, and they're going to get Oklahoma State. And then going through them, they're probably going to be in the Big 12 championship game. So if Oklahoma runs the table, they are certainly one of the top four. So that's what's kind of working against, especially a team like Wake Forest here. I'm trying, Demon Deacons. We're trying to get there for you, but I'm with Wes. It just doesn't seem like a plausible scenario. They've, they're closing off the interstates on us, guys. I mean, <laughs> what what can we do? We're, We're trying, trying to pave a road for you. <laughs> uh, looks like Georgia's finally got on the board. They went for it on a fourth and six. And uh, chucked it on down there to get a score. So 6-3 to three PAT pending. Uh, right now, Ole Miss up 10 nothing, And it looks like uh, Pittsburgh is up on Duke 7-3. to three. Speaking of ACC, 
Uh, so we'll keep an eye and see if that touchdown stands for Georgia, but it looks like it will. Yeah, the early upset, though, would be Illinois, 14 nothing now over Minnesota. Minnesota was over a two-touchdown favorite. Illini now minus 3.5, 48.5. You know, just when a team kind of starts to feel itself and looks like they're figuring it out, because, look, Illinois got that upset at Penn State. I went against them last week. Rutgers, as a road favorite, goes to Champaign and wins. And then you see Illinois, every, the world goes against them like, okay, this is just old Illinois. Minnesota and P.J. Fleck, they got it rolling now. They're not the same team that lost to Bowling Green as 31-point oh favorites, and now they're down 14 to nothing right at the start of the second quarter. And uh, Ohio State struggling right now. Just had a punt away after that turnover, so still scoreless right now in Nebraska, which is certainly a surprise to me. Air Force just got stuffed on a third and one. Still no points two minutes ago. I kidded when we started off the show since it's already in the fourth quarter. They're almost to halftime. I mean, I'm not that mm-hmm. far off. It's almost mm-hmm. like a running clock right now between Army and Air Force. Still scoreless well, inside of two Not minutes. only their service academies, but they run the same systems. It's that old uh, where the two Spider-Men point at each other, the the meme on social, on social media. Yes. And that's exactly what this is, and that's why you usually don't see high-scoring games. I understand why some people kind of supported it, because this is not being played at West Point. Right. This is not being played at Colorado Springs. This is being played in, uh, in Arlington, Texas. So... You know, at Globe Life Field. So the weather's going to be better. The turf is going to be cleaner. And you're just not seeing this, I believe. I think they got stuffed on fourth and one, Air Force. Because they're always going to go for it on fourth and short here because that's just what they do. Because they're so used to getting like three, three and a half yards of carry. You're not going to see a lot of punts in this game. I just can't believe that the in-game adjusted total now is 23 and a half. 23 and a half. And we're not to halftime. I mean, this is, and if this stands, and mm-hmm. this fourth and one is stuff, could it get down to 20? I mean, these are some of the lowest in game totals you'll ever see. Yeah, absolutely. Already down to 23 and a half. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, no score, two minutes left to go. The chain gang is going to be out there. We will see what the measurement is. Short. Let's, uh, let's give a couple other live lines while we can cool. here. Nebraska with the football on their own 25, first and 10. No score so far. Wow. About a little over 11 minutes into the game. Ohio State now down to 11 and a half point favorites, 54 and a half on the total at BetMGM. Georgia, as you mentioned, in the end zone, 7 to 3. One minute left to go in the first quarter. Georgia minus 34 and a half, 54 and a half on the total. Starting the second quarter, also in Oxford, 10 0. And Ole Miss, Ole Miss minus 14 and a half, 60 and a half. And it was a stuff, so Army's going to take over a minute and a half to go. So that game's going to be at the half before you can blink an eye. Very quickly, Michigan State laying that three points at Purdue. Uh, again, it's such an important game, obviously, for Sparty. Mm-hmm. If they have any visions of grandeur here in the Big Ten, this is the pre Ohio State, you know, before you get to those and then the potentially the Big Ten championship game. They've got to win this game, but this is a house of horrors. For ranked teams on the road at Purdue, historically doesn't end well for the road team. Yeah, and I and I feel like Purdue's getting a little bit of sl- slept on here. They've yeah. a quality bunch. I know Iowa isn't what they were at the time where they were number two in the country. So it's like, okay, Iowa isn't that great, but this Purdue defense in one year has made a very big turnaround. And and I just think that that's tough for these guys for Michigan State to go on the road here. Now they have expectations. You come off the big win. You're not Mel Tucker's now two and zero against Michigan. Their their biggest rival because Michigan obviously looks at Ohio State as its biggest rival. Correct. Michigan State looks right at Michigan, no doubt, as their biggest rival. And you saw that materialize late last week. So. 
yeah, I, I think you've got a Purdue defense that is absolutely for real here. And they went into Nebraska. I know Nebraska's not any great shakes, but they only held them to six points in the second half. Ooh. So this Purdue defense very much for real as Adrian Martinez does take a sack. Ohio State will get the football back about a minute and a half left to go in the first quarter. And Wake Forest has the ball back against UNC after getting a stop. So 10-7 to there about four minutes to go in the first quarter. And again, now we're still waiting on points there in the Commander-in-Chief trophy. That has not materialized yet. When we come back, Ron Flatter is going to join us, the host of the Ron Flatter Racing Podcast, to join uh, talk all things breeders. Come on back with us. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This 
This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Breeders' Cup is today, and now is the time to sign up with First Bet using Vegas. $1,000 for an instant $10 free bet, plus up to $1,000 bonus. Head to VSIN.com slash horses for details and the First Bet Breeders' Cup wager guide full of expert picks and analysis for all the biggest races. That's VSIN.com slash horses. And nobody knows the ponies better than Ron Flatter. He is the host of the Ron Flatter Racing Podcast and joins us now from the Breeders' Cup. And Ron, great to have you on the program today. Wes and I were talking uh, when we came in today, and I said, Wes, what was that whole controversy last night at the Breeders' So before we get to today, can you explain to the layman like me exactly what happened yesterday? Yeah, uh, Dave, how much time you got? Uh, Basically, (laughs) what happened was, Two horses got agitated in the starting gate uh, right as they were going to start the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. One of the horses startled the second one. The second one rears up, throws his jockey. He flips over. He's the easy decision. You have to scratch him. His name is Albar. His stablemate, they're both owned by Godolphin, the big Saudi Arabian conglomerate horse racing breeding operation. Well, the horse in the number one gate, Modern Games, he was agitated, but Really nothing more than that. He did hit his head on the back of the stall. That was it. Well, the veterinarians who were watching this from different angles, they have the authority to take a horse out of a race. And in some cases, a rule or in in practice, they'll say, hey, this horse might have hurt itself. we got to scratch this horse. The problem was they scratched the horse really before examining him. So they scratch him. They have to, by rule, take the betting down for that horse. Once it was realized, though, that the horse was okay, they checked with the trainer and the jockey, and they said, hey, we'll go if you let us go, and they did. And so the horse was only competing for the purse money that go to the horse's owners. And what do you know? The horse won. But for all those people that had modern games and made him the 9-5 to favorite, their bets were voided. They got their money back. And what really made it bad is in multi-race wagers, if you had modern games to win the race well they scratch them you got stuck with the favorite who lost when you should have won on your ticket it was an embarrassing situation and and dave that's what always happens when when you have somebody that's a you get the post-time favorite when that is scratched if you have a certain horse and that was the number one horse modern games yesterday so not only didn't get paid in the win play show bet but also did not get paid in most of the exotics, the pick fours, the pick fives, and the pick fixes. So uh, Del Mar's uh, slogan where Ron is joining us from San Diego is where the surf meets the turf. But yesterday, if you're on Modern Games, it's where the cash met the trash <laughs> yesterday. And that's basically what it was. It was just kind of a it, it was a bad deal for everybody, Ron. I mean, uh, and that was kind of the wise guy horse that was getting bet throughout the week. He was, and uh, I'll tell you, I was right next to Charlie Appleby, the trainer, as all of this was unfolding, and I said I was, you know, really sorry about Albar, the uh, the first horse that scratched, and he just kind of chuckled and goes, hey, look, that's horse racing, and that was right before Modern Games was allowed back in the race. I will say this, the loudest booing I have ever heard at a racetrack happened as that horse crossed the finish line a winner. It was loud, it was lusty, and the 20-some-odd thousand people who were here let the California Horse Racing Authorities have it 
with their feelings. All right, so not a good day yesterday for the fans, but hopefully a better day yeah, today. Yeah, after the feel-good story of Bobby Flay's Pizza yeah. Bianca went in the juvenile Phillies turf with Christophe Clement, who <laughs> longtime trainer who finally won a Breeders' Cup race, has been very good for a long time, just hasn't gotten there but did with Pizza Bianca. But, Ron, let's look at a couple of the races today and go ahead and feel free to chime in okay. some of the other races and some of the picks that you like. But I'll start with the disc staff here. And one of the best horses uh, in any of the barns right now at Del Mar for the Breeders' Cup this weekend is Latruska, who has won five straight grade one races, but going to go ahead and be in the disc staff and not going to be in the classic at this time. It's a Rad Ortiz Jr. board, eight to five break down that race and maybe the decision for Latruska to go ahead and be in the distaff and not in the classic. Fausto Gutierrez, I've been talking to him all year long. He's based in Kentucky where I am now. And he said all along, he said, look, we could go against the boys. He could feel confident doing well against the boys, but maybe not winning. That is a loaded field. He said, if you're the best in a very good division, and that is the distaff division, why not let Latruska run against Pillies and mares and prove it and burnish that reputation. And so that's their goal here. Yeah, there are four million more reasons to go into a six million dollar race than a two million. But they really think they can win with this horse. I think she can win too. And and look, she has every reason to. But as far as my betting on this race, I'm looking at Clarier. Uh, and look, Clarier's burned money for me all year long. I mean, <laughs> she is like uh, the Tacitus of the female part of the <laughs> horse racing list, right? Tacitus and burn money for people. But this is a well-bred horse. She is coming. She may be coming into her own. I'm counting on that maybe in a 12 to 1. I think 12 to 1 is just a big overlay for a horse bred this well. Would I do this if we were just, you know, picking a horse and didn't have to deal with odds? No. But at 12 to 1, I'm looking long and hard at Clarier. And if you go by speed figures, look, horse players bet different angles, you know, off the layoff or whatnot, or some people are clockers. 109 speed figure last time out for Clarier. Pretty good. So absolutely a live one, I would think, here in the distaff. But, Ron, let's get to the aforementioned classic that mm-hmm. Latruska is not going to participate in. And maybe for good reason, if you look at this field, this is arguably the best field of the year in horse racing. You've got... You know, the uh, the uh, Triple Crown winners basically here, Medina Spirit, the Derby winner, although still unofficial, obviously, with the whole uh, Bob Baffert, uh, right. but the whole Bob Baffert controversy. Uh, oh, no, it's oh, no, it's official. It's okay. just not jurisprudence yet. That's, that's what I meant. That's what yeah. that's what so I was meaning. Big, you know? Yeah, because yeah. it, it's kind of like it is official, but it's not. But yeah, with the uh, the legal yeah. issues and whatnot. But essential quality right. also in this field, the Belmont winner, the Travers winner. Hot Rod Charlie has been a contender in all the Triple Crown races, also won the Pennsylvania Derby. Max Player, who I know you liked in a couple of the Triple Crown races earlier this year, won the Jockey Cup uh, Gold Cup at Saratoga. And then uh, Art Collector won the Woodward at Belmont's. But arguably the favorite right now is one Nick's go at 5-2, to two, Joel Rosario in the Irons, Pegasus World Cup winner, Whitney Ren- winner, a front runner, Ron, but can Nick's go run 10 furlongs? That's the question. I mean, we know he can go two turns. Since he came to Brad Cox's barn two winters ago, he is 7-for-7 seven seven going two turns. So that's what we got here. But he's never gone a mile and a quarter. If he does and wins, he'll be the first horse in 12 years to make his mile and a quarter debut a Breeders' Cup Classic win. The last time was a horse named Zenyatta in 2009. Unbelievable, as Trevor Dimon <laughs> called it back at Santa Anita that day. 
I'm going to bet against Nick's go, although, and by the way, I should tell you that in some of the exotic wagering where you have the juvenile classic double, Essential Quality got more of the money from those wise guys than did Nick's go. So the two Brad Cox horses are the ones who are certainly attracting the money. But I'm going to go to Art Collector. He was moved from the barn of Tommy Drury this summer to the barn of Bill Mott, the Hall of Famer. And he seems to be really coming into his own as a four-year-old. Three-year-olds do win about a third of the time in the Breeders' Cup Classic. But I'm looking at Art Collector to continue to be on the role he's been on since he got to Bill Mott. Is this a, a criticism of Tommy Drury? Do I let others go ahead and read into that? Could he have gotten more out of the horse than Bill Mott? Good luck against the Hall of Famer. But Art Collector really coming into his own. He needs to chase the pace. Mike Smith will be riding him. And he needs to be close to the lead, but he cannot get sucked into that speed trap that Nick's go and Medina Spirit may be engaging early in the race. If they burn themselves out or if they show any sort of slower speed in the stretch, Art Collector could pick up the pieces and win the race. And at 8-1, to one, I would love that price. So one more kind of from a layman's question here, Ron. And you mentioned Art Collector's been absolutely on a roll now in the Bill Mott barn. But he does have Money Mike Smith now in the Irons here. It's been Luis Saez the last three times. And he is, of course, on essential quality today, the number four horse. Much of a difference or, or much ado about nothing maybe for casual bettors with this jockey change? Oh, no, no. They're very different jockeys. I mean, Luis Saez is much more aggressive, Mike Smith much more tactical. Now, if the strategy is for Art Collector to maybe lay a little bit off the pace, then that tactical prowess is going to come into play. Luis Saez is just a balls-out jockey, and, and so that's why, and he's got first call with Brad Cox, and that's why he stays with a horse that could be the horse of the year. And, and you mentioned Latruska earlier. You've got Nick's Go and Essential Quality. Those are the three candidates. They're the likely finalists for horse of the year when we get around to voting for them. Uh, and I do have a vote uh, come January when the, the Eclipse Awards roll around. So, you know, I, I, and uh, I'm just mentioning that just so that I lay all the cards on the table. But uh, that's part of the uh, package here as well. Uh, I should also note just a few other little things. Hot Rod Charlie adding blinkers. Remember, he gave Essential Quality all he could handle mm -hmm. in the Belmont Stakes. So something else to consider for the Classic today. All right, Ron, we're going to catch up with you later on in this very program. Follow him at Ron Flatter. Of course, he is the host of the Ron Flatter Racing Podcast. Always great to have Ron on the pro uh, program talking about the Breeders. Got some scores and updates for you. Uh, plus, right now, still no points between Ohio State and Nebraska. What's going on there? We'll discuss when you come back with us right here on the the Sports Betting Network. heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 